Blog Talk Radio. Did you know that elders and others are losing their rights to liberty and property? Anyone can petition a court to have a person deemed incapacitated. What if that person is you? The adult guardianship system was created to protect incompetent people and their assets. A court-appointed guardian, sometimes a total stranger, can force you into a nursing home and sell your home to pay for services. Treasured belongings can disappear as you are drugged and isolated from loved ones. Why does this happen? Unfortunately, the courts don't have the funding to supervise and audit cases. A guardian makes all decisions on your behalf, taking control of your assets with little accountability. The potential for abuse is frightening. Luckily, not all guardians exploit those under their care, but when they do, there's really nowhere to go for help. The National Association to Stop Guardian Abuse, NASGA, is working to reform adult guardianship to return it to its once noble purpose of protecting the human rights to life, liberty, and property and ending financial exploitation of assets. Are you or your loved ones protected? To learn more, visit StopGuardianAbuse.org. Good evening, everyone. This is Marty Oakley, the PPJ Gazette Online, and this is the DS Radio Network. Good evening, everyone, and good morning, Australia. We're broadcasting live out of the United States of America and TS Radio Network, which was founded by the amazing Marty Oakley. We miss her so much, but her legacy carries on. And tonight I'm so excited to welcome Dennis Andrew Ball. He was on Marty's show almost a decade ago. So Dennis and Marty go way back. Dennis, thank you so much for coming on. Say hello to everyone. Oh, thank you, guys. It's an honor. Thank you very much. Well, this is a really big year coming up, and I'm so excited to start talking about some elections, especially, you know, the United States election seems to make news internationally. And I know that you are going to talk about a political party that you that you started up back in 1995, and you have consistently run for president and you are starting to make national news headlines. You've even got some foreign policy supporters in other countries. So this is so exciting. And I know that the journey began, unfortunately, with judicial corruption and just realizing there's something really wrong with this country. And this country was founded to be something great and wonderful, and it still can be. But the greed and the corruption, I feel, is just run so deep. So I'm just going to let you take it away. Let's hear what are you saying on the campaign trail, especially about judicial corruption, and what inspired you to get started on all this journey? Well, I'm not a politician. I'm a scholar and an author. And um, it started for me when I was in college at the University of California at San Diego, a graduate in 1973, cum laude, and went to law school for six months, was president of my class. But then I started reading law books where little old ladies particularly were being incarcerated in nursing homes, uh, their money and property, the widows being uh, targeted for destruction, um, used, abused, misused, murdered. I says, I was 22 years old, okay? This was in the 70s. Um, I said, I will mm-hmm. not do this. Okay, there, there was a moral compass there for me. And my family, my mother and father were wonderful people. And to have this kind of behavior in our cultures at that time, and and I said, I can't do this. And so I withdrew. And here we are, you know, 25 years later, my mother, my father has died. My mother needs a lot of support. And now we have the... The bad actors in the culture have have continued to grow on steroids, and now we're yeah. all at risk. And so yeah. I said to my mother at that time, I said, we need a party that represents the family unit. The Clintons were in office during that period, incidentally, um, and this was in the mid-'90s, about 20 years after law school, and um, it just resonated with me. This is who I am. I'm, I'm related to George Washington. I don't know if anybody knows that. Mary Ball Washington is his mother. And my father and his father and our lineage goes right to her, who was the mother of the father of our nation. Praise God. It's in your DNA. 
I can't yeah. escape it, people. This is who I am. No. Yeah. Wow. That's really, I mean, everyone knows who George Washington is. And to be able to trace back to our founding father, the very first president, how cool would that be for you to be 47th, 48th president? That would be yeah. great. I mean, right now, what are what are you feeling about um, the, the 2024 election? Uh, I don't know when the deadline is to get on ballots or what's going right. on there and what's was I mean, you're running as an independent because everyone has basically mm-hmm. lost. I mean, the Republicans and Democrats are seem to be corrupt on both sides and a lot of greed, and people don't trust mm-hmm. either party. And so everyone's looking for independent parties. And even if you're not on a ballot, uh, there was just a primary. What was that in New Hampshire? And Biden wasn't even on the ballot, and he won it. So. It just goes to show a write-in candidacy, people can still win it because he just did. What do you have to say about all the ballots? And I think it's hard is hard to get on the ballots in every state, isn't it? Well, it depends. Um, if, you're, if you're well off financially and you can hire people uh, in marketing to do that work, um, you're, you're way ahead of the game. That's uh, what the RFK Jr. has done. Um, but okay. the same token, I have been in busy with this for some time with the state secretary of state's offices all over the country. Some states require signatures, some don't. Um, it, it's just it's kind of kind of an interesting thing. I mean, California requires a lot of signatures. Florida requires signatures. Uh, but people like uh, I believe it's in Iowa, uh, Nebraska. Um, others, and I have a list of them, don't require any signatures. Um, and so for those who don't require signatures, uh, I can get on the ballot. On the other on the other hand, my running mate, uh, Richard A. Sanders, not Bernie, um, he and I have teamed up to be president and vice president of the United States. If you go to the aoa-anc.org website, uh, you will be able to see what we have done together um, for some time, especially since the 2016 uh, campaign. Uh, the reason I am running for president and Richard is vice president is we want to elevate the exposure not only of what is wrong, but what needs to be done about it and how to do it. I ran for mayor of Marion, Illinois, on a platform of living wage jobs. You cannot raise a family on minimum wage. The good news is now, because of AI, it is making it much more competitive for the United States business community to invest money back into this country to reshore jobs that were lost to these other countries, like, of course, China and Mexico and uh, even over there in Vietnam that we once uh, fought and many of our young men died. Um, the situation being that the cost of production, the cost of raw materials, um, industry, uh, what we call skilled labor in terms of new industries, all of that needs to be on the table. It needs to be spoken. Nobody's doing it except me. I mean, this is, this is not rocket science. We need to have an economic summit. We need to bring all the parties together within the financial community, industry, all of that. I have to have proposals out on the table, and I want to hear them. If they have none, I've got them, and I'm the president, and it's on. And this is the way we've got to roll. Otherwise, we will continue to decline, and that is not what we want. It seems like the candidates seem to just badmouth the other candidate. And say everything that's wrong instead of let's do let's do something that's right. And it's so much negativity and toxicity. You know how I vote? Whoever sends me the most junk mail gets not my vote because that means someone bought and paid for you. And I'm just I hate the junk mail. And if you're blowing up my phone and sending me up the junk mail, I know that some big money donor is behind you, and I'm not voting for you. That's that's how I decide. I'm sure, I mean, everyone just seems they're bought and paid for. And we should, you we should have candidacies like that. Your candidacy 
that we don't you don't need to be some kind of mega millionaire with a bunch of lobbyists in your back pocket to come out and represent the United States of America. And it seems like that's what's happened to our country. And we've yes, all gone is. along with it, you know. We've all gone along yes, with is. it. And when you're getting all that junk mail and these robocalls and stuff, who's paying for that? That right there, that's what flags me. When I see my – I hate getting that mail. When I want to research a candidate, I know how to look stuff up on the Internet to have you bombard me. And all the mail is just negativity about the other person that they're running against. There's never anything positive in this mail that I'm getting, never anything that makes me feel like sunshines and flowers. So, yeah, that's um, – we're we're all we're all tired of it and how how do we overcome that that people just keep watching all these commercials i'm guessing that your budget you can't afford a lot of television and radio advertising all over the country where these yeah let me clue you in on that part okay now listen yeah. um i am making my way incrementally into the mainstream I have written 64 books. I have seven more coming. That would be over wow. 70 titles. Okay. I'm a wow. scholar. Okay. I connect the dots. Uh, the situation yeah. being is this. Okay. Donor money needs to come from people on our end who earned it and who understand what it means to start from nothing. Nothing. The people who mm-hmm. inherited or who were given to, who don't give a damn about anybody but themselves, I'm not interested unless they're sincere, okay? The other thing is yeah. that in terms of TV commercials and in terms of billboards, okay, donors yeah. for those things, I ask God to bring them to me. Look, the policies and procedures that I have outlined in my books are the same that I will do as President of the United States, including arresting the judges who have treasonously done so many harmful things to so many innocent people since I was in law school. Amen to that. Uh, It's unbelievable what these judges are getting away with. And... I really believe like our country is founded on justice and there is no more justice. I mean, Marty's been doing this show going on 15 years. It's never, the problem hasn't been fixed. There's no justice. Justice doesn't exist. There are people that I know. So there was um, an FBI investigation that opened up on a judge and half the people that I talked to wouldn't even make the phone call. They won't even call 911 if there's a crime. That's a problem. When we are to the point in our communities that we aren't going to be reporting crimes because of the judicial corruption that's going on, that what's going to happen to our society? How are we going to be safe? You know, I'll still, I'm not to that point yet, so I'm not advocating doing that. I will still make those emergency phone calls. There's a lot of people that will not. What do you have to say? I mean, this is like basic law enforcement, and we have people afraid to make the phone calls and to report the crimes because of the judicial. What do you have to say to that? This is, that affects everybody in our society, no matter what your socioeconomic background is. Well, for sure, you say it so well, Cause. I mean, you're saying it very well. Thank you. Well, you Maybe bet. there's a I cabinet mean, position for me. <laughs> well, you know, stranger things have happened, and 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 it's yeah. it's all good because you know we need we need a government of by and for the people. My suggestions yeah. have been uh, that uh, people ask God what they what he wants them to do, and if it's to get into politics and become a candidate and win elections and work like hell for the children of America and generations to come, then so be it. That's why I'm here. I, I'm 72 years old. I just had emergency gallbladder surgery, and I am recovering, and I'm feeling pretty good now. But the situation being that this this is not about me. It's about we the people. 
We the people. Yeah. If this were the time of Abe Lincoln, when our nation was being torn apart because of the conduct of the, of the southern states with regard to products, cotton particularly, needing labor to harvest it and to uh, process it. That, those were the, the issues then. And then, of course, the slavery issue went against mm-hmm. the Constitution, just like probate and uh, child protective services is all unconstitutional, yet it still goes on. The President of the United States needs to do something about that. Guantanamo Bay is ready to go. It's on, and, and I will do it. I will do what needs to get done here, folks. Vote for Dennis Ball. I'm the man can get it done. It's time. We've got to get this done now. Now. I often think I want to wear a T-shirt, and it's just going to say not for sale because all these politicians are for sale. And I also would like to wear them around the judges because I know of people who will actually, I mean, in my my wheelhouse is guardianship, and so that's where this is coming from. They basically, Mm -hmm. I say, make deals with the devil. They'll work with the guardian to screw the other family member over because they think somehow they're going to profit better than whoever they're helping to screw over. In the end, they'll get screwed over too. But, you know, um, that's someone who's for sale. You're going to sell out your sibling. You're going to sell out your cousin. You're going to, you know, whoever you're selling out, you're for sale. And you did it because you thought that you would somehow financially profit, even though it wasn't the right thing to do. And I really do believe that we need to get that attitude back. Like, I'm not for sale. These lobbyists and everything that come around. And, you know, Dennis, I feel that from you. You are not for sale. Um, I, The people who are running right now, yeah, do I think they're for sale? You bet. I mean, it's starting to, you know, hit in the media and just it, it's just about themselves. It's not about the people. And uh, I mean, when can we stop being for sale and when can our politicians stop being for sale and actually do what's right instead of doing what the highest bidder has asked them to do? What do you have to say about that statement? Well, I think, I think you're again, you say it so well. I mean, this is a crisis. Okay. I mean, we, we talked, uh, you know, about the gender stuff a little bit and that's, that's another bad scene. It's almost like World War II is still going on with the Nazis and the commies who want to destroy America. And there's, there's ample evidence to suggest this. And so, you know, again, I am not a politician. I am a scholar and an author, and I, I connect the dots. That's my gift. And I'm able to communicate in such a way people can understand this very simply because my book's talk about things that need to be spoken, yet nobody else talks about them but me. And that's okay if they want to live in a, in a shell, in an oyster, or, or bury their head in the sand and never come out. But the reality is there are that this abuse and this uh, bad behavior, criminal behavior, as a matter of fact, uh, may very well touch them, especially their 401k, or if they own a business that gets nationalized because our government becomes so tyrannical that all our freedoms are taken up, our ability to have Second Amendment rights are are gone. Uh, We're sitting on a powder keg right now. Uh, I am trying my best to get the information out there. I'm looking to be on Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, uh, Stephen Colbert, uh, Joe Rogan. Oh, my God. Uh, So huge. Yeah, right. You know, it's like. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, that that's why we're that's why I'm here, girl. You say it so well because the realities are we are looking at getting a change here that will rock America back to its foundations and put people on notice that what has happened here in the last 70 years is unacceptable and that uh Humpty Dumpty is being repaired and is coming back for their children, for her, her children, to provide the support necessary for the children not only survive but to, to thrive, as well as for those who have been victimized by a tyrannical system and even murdered 
in these nursing yeah. homes for their money and property. Yeah. And that's got to stop. By the way, I want to give uh, kudos out to Marcy Friedman. Uh, there was another show you ran with uh, Diane Diamond, and uh, she notified yes. uh, everyone that I was running for president, and I give her kudos. I, I wanted to say that. Aw, uh, thanks, Marcy. Uh, uh, her, she's on the WAN show, and they had, they actually had me on. Um, we kicked off each other's podcast, and it was just so, it was so wonderful that you know. Hopefully, you're going to get on the WAN show and and do a campaign run there too. But yeah, that was a fun having Luann and Robin on our show, and then I went on their show, and with, I actually told my story of how my family got into guardianship. So if anyone hasn't heard it. I had told it on Marty's show, like, oh, gosh, seven years ago, maybe. And yep. people forget, you know, what what it used, what all got me here. And then when I went mm-hmm. on Luann's show, I got so many people commenting, like, oh, I didn't know what, you know, what got you into it. And so I really appreciate that Luann did that. And, yeah, Marcy's over there with Luann. And they're also on Blog Talk and uh, – We've decided that we're the only two podcasts out there that consistently, this is our topic that we talk about all the time, every week. Um, yeah. it's, a, it's a terrible topic, and I don't really know that people realize the corruption and the greed that's just going on out there. Um, oh, yeah. Just, You're it's, totally. it's, it's, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. It yeah, and nobody... Nobody is uh, going to escape old age unless you would pass away before it happened. So basically, mm-hmm. this is right. what we all have to look forward to. And so right. if you're listening and you're 20 or 30 and you think this doesn't affect you, it it does affect you. Dennis, did you want to yes. maybe speak to that 20 or 30-year-old that's listening? Because we actually, if you look on our demographics, it's the biggest growing demographic that we have on this podcast. So, hey, you young yeah. kids. We are so excited that you care about grandma and grandpa and that you are listening to this show. And Dennis, could you please speak to that demographic? Oh, for sure. Um, The young people is why I'm here. I'm here for the grandkids. I'm here for the young adults. Uh, I have been a a young adult. I've been a grandchild myself. I understand what it means to be living in a society where you have support and you're not looking over your shoulder who's going to try to do something negative to you. I've lived that life. What's making me angry is all of the abuse that has happened. That's got to be corrected. That's why I'm here. And by God, with God's grace, I will do something about this. I do not think it, it, it serves anybody, young or old alike, to talk big and do nothing about it. And that's, that's the problem in our, as far as I've seen for the last 70 years. Uh, and especially, I would say, the last, say, 20 years, uh, 25, maybe even further than that, especially during the Reagan years, where you had this guardianship growing. Uh, the senior citizens are dying. Their kids are, are taking over. Um, you had the hippies of the 60s. Many of those people have not seen the light, and they operate in darkness. Consequently, they're my generation. I want to make it better for the children of America and generations to come so that they know they have a secure future and they have a J-O-B to go to after they go to school and come out without any debt. When I came out of school, I had no debt. Praise God. That's a huge burden not to have to deal with. And I want to say this, too. I want to say this too. Okay, listen to me now. The situation is this as far as how do we lead from behind to get in front? Uh, My attitude is that we have um, opportunities uh, to get our country in a position where the young people recognize there is something there for them, not only in terms of the immediate situation, but the long-term, the long-term in terms of the economic support, in terms of ownership of land or property, home ownership, uh, yeah. that they can own their, their own castle, that they have uh, an invested interest, it's theirs, that belongs to nobody but them. And I am a person who believes that property taxes should go away 
We can find other ways to fund schools. If you have to pay property tax on a, a free and clear property, you don't own your property. If you don't pay your taxes, they can foreclose. That, that's yep. the government's way of doing business. That's wrong to me, okay? In terms of income taxes for the young people, I don't believe in income tax. The founders never wanted an income tax for their people. The income tax was used during war times to fund wars, but then it sunset and went away. However, since 1913, when the Federal Reserve was created, it has never gone away. What in the Constitution says we have to pay income tax? Okay, let's get real here, people. I've written a book about this called The Fair Deal, uh, Canceling the National Debt and Restoring Fiscal Accountability. The situation is this. There is nothing in the Constitution that says we have to pay income tax. There is nothing that the Supreme Court in 1895 said we have to pay income tax. You know who created the income tax? The government. The government created it and the Federal Reserve. You know the $34 trillion debt? You know who's responsible for this? The Congress and the Federal Reserve, who the American people didn't approve. They did not approve that – this unbelievable spending that has taken place on us, we are responsible for. They are responsible for that. And, uh, and I want to say this, on the Ball Act, I will cancel the national debt, and I will reinstate President Kennedy's executive order, which has never been canceled. It's been ignored ever since his death. And I believe that may have contributed to his death, incidentally. But the situation Ooh, is I this. don't know about this. I I want to say this. My belief is that the national debt is a paper tiger that the Federal Reserve has created out of nothing, which is backed with nothing. I'd like to know where the gold is of the Federal Reserve. I've never seen that. And I would like that the American people have an opportunity to understand that the debt that they are paying on taxes of over $1.2 trillion a month goes away and it takes care of ball care, health care the people can support. Where the doc if you like your doctor, your doctor is in control, not the accountants or the insurance adjusters. If you need a procedure and you're seventy, eighty, ninety years old, maybe even a hundred, and your doctor thinks you need it and you can do it, well this the insurance company should say, Well mm, you're too old. We, we think you're, you're too old to have this, and so we're going to deny it. And the doctor is basically our little agent down here, and he's going to do what we tell him to do. I don't believe that. I believe that the doctor should be in control. They take a Hippocratic oath. The doctor yeah. should be in control, not, not the insurance companies. This is all money driven in the healthcare industry. That's why there's so much inflation with it. Doctors are in control. And the government is just the payer that blows Obamacare out of the water and puts the people back in control of their own health care because the tax money that's being paid pays for it. Who's going to pay for this? It's universal health care. It's like Medicaid. There's no deductibles. There's no co-pays. There's no supplements. It is straight government-paying health care that is paid by the taxes. Instead of paying the interest on the Federal Reserve money, it's paying for universal ball care. Oh, I like that. I like that. You know, one thing when I think about health care that I think is so unfair is people who are on insulin. This is just a devastating financial burden that hits people who are diabetic and have to be on insulin. And I have, I know so many people and it just breaks my heart. If you're going to subsidize anything in this country, why aren't we subsidizing the cost of insulin? People need it to live. And um, I think that's just one example of the greatest failure in healthcare is how people who are living with diabetes are treated in the healthcare system. Have you, come across anything with how people with diabetes are being treated? Well, and what, what you say there, I, I would not be shocked uh, because, uh, like I said, the insurance companies and the accountants 
they're the, the, the bean the bean counters, okay? And they're the ones yeah. who are looking at the bottom line of their, their uh insurance uh companies. Uh if you get into personal injury suits and things like that with car accidents, you'll see how difficult they can be uh to deal with. Um I wanted to ask you this. We're about halfway through the show. I wonder if there's any callers yeah. who would like to ask you some questions. Oh, absolutely. Let me read the number off. If you are streaming live on the Internet, you're going to have to hang up and actually call in so that I can see you. The number is 917-388-4520. Press the number 1 so that I know that you would like to speak. So hopefully we'll get some callers in. Again, 917-388-4520. We would love to have your phone calls, see if we get some. That would be amazing. We definitely have people on the line. I definitely see them, and we have a whole page. So don't be afraid to ask some questions. Yep, don't be afraid. You know, this is such a, a technical topic, and I know sometimes people get really confused just talking about politics, so I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, I'd love to get some calls, but we understand. I see you all there if you don't call because everyone's just trying to learn the process. And I feel like it's been made to be so confusing. Now, what do you think about this? It used to be, you know, government was more simpler, and now we have all these agencies. They're not even, the heads of the agencies aren't even ever elected by we the people, and they actually can go in and wreck a lot of havoc, just like, for example, the Child Protective Services and Adult Protective Services. The heads of those agencies are not elected positions. People appoint them, and they they wield a lot of power, and they bypass the lawmaking by just having all these stupid agencies all over the place. Mm-hmm. Well, this is this yeah. agency law and this agency law. And by doing that, we no longer have elected officials to hold accountable for some of these laws. They'll just they just uh-huh. run they just bypass us with agencies. What do you think about that? I mean, there's too many agencies well, and they're wrecking too much havoc. Well, you're right. I mean, I've written a book about it called Tyranny at the Water's Edge, Draining the Swamp. Okay. I tried to help Donald Trump and Joe Biden do that. Biden, he's not interested. Trump, I think he's interested either. He would have done something about it. Um, The situation is uh, Barack Obama put 10,000 senior executive service managers in 75 government agencies who are not elected. And they sit sit behind the cabinet officials and above uh, civil service, I think, grade 15. That's the highest in civil service. They are uh, paid mm-hmm. ungodly money. They don't do anything yeah. except gum up the works in government. And and Obama did yeah. this on purpose. This is what happened with Trump in his first uh, you know term there. And uh, the situation being that uh, as president, I will make damn sure that these people are gone, and that border is secure, and we have major uh, deportation going on with this whole situation. We cannot have 600 million illegals in America and think we can survive this. This is, this is this bizarre. You want to hear so, a scary story? I, I never, I don't use, because we usually just talk guardianship, so I've never told this story, but I'm going to share it. So I work in the restaurant industry, and I work with, you know, a lot of people who are from Mexico, who I, I love everyone who I've ever worked with. But there is one thing that one of my coworkers told me and I've never forgotten it. And it was soon, right after 9-11, a little bit after, maybe maybe like five years after is when I, when mm-hmm. I heard this story. And um, what he told me is he said, you know all those people who live over in the Middle East that, you know, attacked the United States during 9-11? And I said, yes. And he said, you know, they're from the Middle East. And he said, if you physically look at them, they look the same as, as he does, or, you know, people from Mexico is what he told me, coming into Mexico and they're having their families and their kids speak fluent Spanish, but they look exactly like they are of Mexican descent. 
And he said, that's who's sneaking over the border. And that's very scary because he told me they're playing the long game. And that's something mm-hmm. I heard I'm probably the early the early 2000s. And I've, I've never forgotten mm-hmm. that he told me that story. And well, you say, here we are. You I never hear, no one ever talks about it. I never hear it on any news or anything. But, mm-hmm. you know, that, yeah. that's what happened. Definitely. And and you say it well. And, and you know, I, I, I want to say this. Everything we're talking about, I'm very, 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 very familiar. Okay. Because I'm a research-oriented person. I connect the dots. I write books. I talk about this stuff. If, like, like the party we have, the American Party of America. Our theme is this. If you're not fighting for your family, who are you working for? We all know that the love of money is the root of evil. So if, if the yeah. love of money is causing all these problems in our culture, we need to deal with this now and talk about it. Get it yeah. out there in the open and start talking about, you know, is the money the, the most important thing in your life? Or is your family, does it have merit as well? If it doesn't have merit, then there's something wrong. My attitude is they can choke on the money. The realities are everyone works for money. Everybody needs money. But it's how the money is created, how the money is distributed, how the money is spent, and who gets your money. Actually, that money belongs to you as far as I'm concerned. It doesn't belong to the government. It doesn't belong to even family members. It belongs to you in your family. And what you decide to do with your own money should be sacred. In the 1800s, they would kill for horse thieving. If you stole their horse, you're a dead person. You'll hang you. Okay, so we have declined so incredibly when it comes to personal property. And we have allowed ourselves yeah. to be used, abused, and misused by every Tom, Dick, and Harry out here to self-enrich themselves at our expense. Enough! It is time, people, you know, to fight back. You make such a good point because there's a caller. I don't know if she's on, if she's on right now. Um, she's from Poland, and she's just so sweet. And something, you know, her mom, they come over to the United States and her mom is taken in guardianship and is no longer alive. But but we were chatting one time and she told me that one thing that she noticed, the difference between living in Poland and living in the United States is when you meet someone for the first time, what here in the United States, you might meet someone and say, oh, you know, hi, well, you know, what do you do for a living? What do you, you know, and it's always something tied to uh, monetary because, if, you know, if I would say, depending on what I said I did for a living, you would then prejudge my wealth. And in Poland, that's something that you don't ask people because that's private. They uh-huh. are um, how many children do you have? Where are you from? Tell me about your family. Family is the first thing that they ask about, not what do you do to make money. And what we do here in the United States, you know, we just take for granted that, mm-hmm. you know, oh, what do you what do? You do, you know? Right. And really, right. that's like we're like the frog in the water. Like the water got turned up and we don't even realize how – how affected we are by by this because I do it, you know, oh, where do you work and where do you do? And instead of it should be, you know, how many kids are in your family? Are your parents still alive? Where did you grow up? Where did you go to school? You know, who were your friends? It should be about relationships, not about money. And you are so right when you said that. You just hit it on the na- on you know, nail on the head. That's there's something wrong with our whole attitude in this country. Yes, and 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 there's a lot of good, wonderful people, but because we live in this society, this is our attitude. Now, we're seeing a lot of corruption in the, what's called the Commonwealth Nations when we talk about guardianship. As you know, Australia is one of our biggest supporters of this channel, and we're starting to have uh, other countries – that are reaching out, um, hoping to have, there's a group in Italy, there's a group in England, and even we're to the point where we're going to have to try and find translators to be able to expose what's going on. 
and the countries, this is how I've told, they're commonwealths, so they have pretty much the same laws set up in these different countries. Canada right. would be the closest one for us. And, right. you know, that Western civilization, this, that we, that we're like this, that we are more uh-huh. money-focused. And now you see the yeah. crimes that are just taking over taking over our countries with this greed and the corruption. Uh, I don't think it's like that in all the world. I don't think that's the focus. But you definitely, when I think about, like, regimes, I see when the leaders want to just basically enrich themselves, that's where you see a lot of the corruption coming. And they definitely, if it's even like a communist nation, they're holding – the citizens of their country down and putting them in, in as much extreme poverty as they can in order to enrich themselves. But at this point, if we have a government that's hot, trying to hold people down and we have these corrupt judges, like what, when are we going to make the flip and be that kind of a country where in order to enrich the people in charge that we're going to let the citizens just live in squander and poverty because that, enriches those at top on top and i think that's the real danger that we have well let me say this um i've written a paper called joblessness versus homelessness joblessness is a problem homelessness is a problem homelessness and joblessness are synonymous if you don't have a job then you're going to be homeless and that means bringing industry back in the united states um and that's what i talk about reshoring jobs back into america to get living wage jobs into the position where the people can realize their incomes increase tremendously, their lifestyle increasing and uh, their children's lifestyles increasing tremendously. Uh, All of this is very important to me. And I've written a book about that called The Ball Doctrine, Creating Peace and Prosperity in Every Nation, Building a Middle Class in Every Country. Very important. Instead of piling into the United States, stay in your own country. Let's build your country so your children and family can be supported properly through a J-O-B, provide that kind of support instead of kids swimming for sponges in the Philippines or making bricks in Pakistan. Yeah, wow. Doesn't that make sense? It's just like there's so much greed. When I think about, like, the disgust, I mean, when you think of this Jeffrey Epstein and all the world leaders that were on his disgusting island and, you know, rumor has it, Child Protective Services trafficking the kids over there, I I don't know. Like, they, we, had a lot, we had a lot of work to do as a, as an Earth unit, you know. Now, we might not be alone on planet Earth is something that you told me could be a possibility. Would you want to explain? I just released a book called Full Exposure. Full Disclosure, not Exposure. Full Disclosure, We Are Not Alone. This book connects the dots from many different people, particularly the military, who have actually recovered alien spacecraft and alien beings. And they have kept this all secret for several decades, and they still are. And it's backed up by the management and budget of our country. We're missing right now about $8 trillion worth of military equipment production. Uh, You'd have to do some research in this area to realize the technology that they have gained from this experience of these different events, particularly since Roswell in 1947, Philip Corso, Colonel Corso is a very good man, World War II, Jesse Marcel, Stanton Friedman, these type of men who had no skin in the game but to tell the truth, and they did it in a way that we can understand it. And people like Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, and Stephen Colbert, they're all into this. And we are working to get me on the national scene, folks, to come wow. to see what's going on. Check out my book, Full 
disclosure, we are not alone. It's on Amazon.com. It's a good read. Uh, Stephen Phillips, my producer out of Las Vegas on the Campaign for America, has a copy. He put it on his desk as if it was like Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy Fallon. We had that 36-second spot sent over to these folks, including Joe Reagan, Joe Rogan, excuse me, um, George Norrie, uh, Stephen Greer, Dr. Greer, um, George Knapp, Jeremy Corbell. These are the type of people who have done some research and study in this, especially George Knapp uh, out of KLIS-TV in Las Vegas. Stephen Phillips of worldnews.com is out of Vegas. He's very interested in what we're talking about here, cause with regard to the corruption and the problems, including the school boards. Um, very good person. I met him in Missouri uh, two years ago. And I've been on his show every week that he produces for us. And we are expanding into Washington Effect with Murray Edwards out of Alabama. Now, the American Party of America, folks, is in 10 states. And we have campaign managers or influencers that are working hard to continue to create the party. I'm very encouraged by the events. I believe as we continue down this path, revealing what needs to be said, the way it needs to be said and written. We are educating our public. We're educating them in the facts. All these other people, including RFK Jr., they all talk a big game, but where's the, where's the, where's the proof? Where, where's, the, where's, the, where's the beef? Okay? The thing is, we can't yeah. continue down this road this way. We've got to have a change here. And we can get the change done and it will happen because God wants this to happen. I believe that. He wouldn't have put me here if he hadn't put me here. He put me here for a reason. I was going to go to the Bahamas. I'm here in Florida right now. I could hop a boat and go over to Port Lacayette. Free for this problem over there right now. People are being murdered. So the corruption is following people no matter where they are in the world. So make sure yeah. your relationship with God is good so that when you pass from this earth, you will be in heaven. And that's my word, and that's my belief with respect to myself well, as well as others. Well, here's a, fun, here's a fun quote. If God brought you to it, he'll bring you through it. So <laughs> de- <laughs> definitely, definitely, you know, he, he, wor- like he uh, what is it? Where, he says that he has a peculiar people, a little remnant <laughs> running around the planet here of, We'll see what uh, what we all can uh, accomplish in our little in our in our little toolbox that he has us all over. But yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't know. When you talk about uh, the school boards, you know who, who makes me want to barf in my mouth is that Randy Weingarten. She's that the head of the is what is it's like. She's the head of the national school board or something. She is mm-hmm. just foul. She doesn't care about kids. It's, she's on a power trip, and she is the most disgusting thing. I hate when I have to watch her on the news. And I don't know why people can't see through it. Like, no, this lady does not care about kids one bit. She's right. disgusting. And she just exactly. is all about the power because that's a powerful position. And, right. yeah, people are more about the power that they wield versus the change that they could actually make a difference right. with, but they're all about themselves. Right. Now, let me say this, all too. This is, important. this is important. This is important, cause As president, I will have okay. a kitchen cabinet. I will have a kitchen cabinet. I don't know if you know what that is. A kitchen cabinet is people no. like you, now, people like me, people here, the American people, people who are good folk, people who have family interests, people who want good government. We want a kitchen cabinet of people like that who can communicate with one another in the White House because that's important. We have nothing. We're not represented in the White House. We need to change that now to get our people talking to each other and talking to the president. Mr. President, this is what's going on in the culture. We need to change this. We need to do something about it and have the media cover it because the media needs to know there are thinking people out here. George Carlin says we are owned 
Our owners own us. The realities are, if we're owned, what can we do about it? They don't want to see critical thinkers. They don't want, the owners don't want critical thinkers. But if critical no. thinkers are, are here, there's nothing they can do about it, especially if we're in mass. Praise God. I will do yeah. that. I will, have a ki- I will have a kitchen cabinet, and I will set the president, and every president from me will have a kitchen cabinet because this is what's necessary in order to keep America free. Now, you know what? Tell me if this is true. I've heard it used to be, and I, I can't tell you how many decades back it went, but these, like, you know, House of Representatives and Senators and stuff, it used to be that, you know, uh, the retired farmer in the community, he was basically volunteered. I mean, he would probably get his travel paid for. But the salaries weren't these big, lucrative salaries for people to go and be a representative. It was like you were doing your community duty to go and be a representative. It was when these jobs started to become so lucrative, that's when the corruption really seemed to sink in. I I mean, actually, I almost feel like defund the House and Senate, and let's bring it back to that, where people are going and being a representative because they care, not because – what do you feel about that? Oh, I – Oh, you took the words right out of my mouth. I mean, uh, in I believe it was uh, 2012, I was interviewed by a lady in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, and I says, well, I, she was interviewing me in terms of what was my motivation? Why am I doing this? I said, well, because well, problems in the probate system is so outrageous that you can be shaken down immediately and you didn't even know what happened to you. Your money and property, your family, all separated. That's what caused me to really understand just how things had changed even when I was in law school. And that things had gotten so much worse, and they've gotten so much worse since then, that there, uh, for me, became a a truism that I needed to uh, recognize exactly why I am here on this planet. And... um, yeah. To say to say the least, when I told my mother there needs to be a party that represents the family, and the American Party of America, the American National Committee came to my mind, that in itself was huge. And there's a story behind that. We won't take time for that today, but um, I have a book called The Champ, Winning in the Ring of Life. I recommend everybody read it. It's an autobiography of Dennis Andrew Ball, uh, Ball for All 2024. I also have another book called One Nation. This is a blueprint of how to get America going properly again and holding people accountable who are not. See, I have no baggage in the game. I am a servant of God, a disciple of Christ, and my attitude is we must change the nation's culture back to the we, us, and our from the me, mine, mine narcissism that has gripped it for too long. And you can see how it's impacting the world. The Ball Doctrine will correct, will correct much of that, uh, especially the Agenda 21 stuff through the United Nations. I'm aware of it for, I've written a book about, about that called The Big Lie. It's one of my best-selling books. I highly recommend everyone read that. I have 64 titles, folks. Go to Amazon.com. You'll see the work of Dennis Andrew Ball. And you also have a website that I did put on the promo also that has links to all this. And I was so impressed with all the different um, the, all the different books that you've written. And we're not even going to have enough time. I'd love to hear your uh, opinion on, like, the World Economic Forum and some of, like, the United Nations and some of these world global groups. What do you, like, real quick, what do you think about these things? Well, I think you're correct. I mean, uh, this would be good for another show, by the way. Um, the World Economic <laughs> Forum with Klaus Schwab. Forget it. I mean, he, I want to tell you right now, he's a Nazi. His father was a Nazi. The World Economic Forum has nothing but oligarchs, many billionaires in it, and they view government as if it is their employees. And then you've got this man, Yusef uh, Noah Harari. He is a scientist from Israel, and he wants to change everybody's DNA so they'll be compliant with their demands. Are you kidding me? 
This is a continu- wow. extension, continuation of World War II of Adolf Hitler's Mein Kampf. Are you kidding me? No, 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 no. No, people, we have got to get smart here. And then there's this other issue also that's equally as bad, which is this transgender stuff. And maybe that would be for another show. But there's just lots yeah. of stuff that's got to change, okay? There and is I know definitely about it. we are living in a different world than we lived in 20 years ago. That is that is for darn sure. I mean, what about artificial intelligence and these robots that are going to be taking over? That's, That's another a problem. scary thought. Yeah, it is a scary the world thought. Is You're really, right. Yeah, the yes, world is really tra- um, changing. Now, what about? Here's another. We have a few minutes. This Elon Musk and Neuralink. Supposedly, the first person has been implanted. I'm not quite sure what this Neuralink does, but it does not, doesn't sound good to have something implanted in your brain. Well, I've written a book called uh, Living in the Surveillance State, and it's really um, oh. a takeoff of what you're talking about with uh, the social credit scores, the AI stuff from China, the way they um, regiment their people, um, and the cyborgs. Wedding a brain to a machine. That's basically what we're talking about here. And I have a chapter on that as well. And um, this is scary stuff because it gets in the area of Frankenstein stuff uh, where they create uh, monsters to do their bidding. I mean, we're talking evil here. We're living in a parallel universe of evil as far as I'm concerned, people. And I think it's time that we really wake up to the fact that this is not the same nation as it was even 10, 20 years ago, that it is becoming more and more a plutocracy owned by the owners, as George Carlin has said. But Dennis Andrew Ball is here to set the agenda for us to know the difference and to make changes where they're needed. And we can do this, and we can become become political activists and get it done for our children and generations to come. I've written a book called The Promise, Empowering the Children of America and Generations to Come, The Story of America, How It Was Founded. It's a very special nation. We should not and will not allow our history to be lost. Oh, my gosh. I feel like I'm going to be writing your name in. This has been such an amazing show. Real quick, how um, how do people get involved if they want to – get involved in your candidacy or with your um, organization and get your get representation in all the states. Right on. Um, I'm on Facebook at Dennis Ball, um, and they certainly can leave information there. Also at our website at the aoa-anc.org, there is uh, a way to communicate on that. Also donations. We need donations. Uh, all politics is donations as well. Um, it's not a cheap deal, but the realities are no. we get the right people at the right place. It's going to happen, and this is where we're at with this. This has grown exponentially in the last, I would say, five years, and I see nothing but more. As I said before, I am making my way into the mainstream incrementally. We have about a minute left, so real quick, we got to have you back. This has been a really amazing hour. I have just been so fascinated talking with you. Thank you so much for coming on. Real quick, we want to thank our sponsors. If you're in the United States and you need to report guardianship abuse, you can go to NASCA, the National Association of Stop Guardianship Abuse, at stopguardianabuse.org. If you are international, especially some of those Commonwealth countries, that is Australia Association to Stop Guardianship and Administrative Abuse, and you can reach to them at aasgaa.org. We also want to thank Marcel Reed and the Whistleblower Summit for being one of our great sponsors, and we are so excited. We're going to be live in Washington, D.C. the end of July, and we hope to have more information on that. And shenanigans in the Montgomery County Facebook page. Thank you so much, Dennis. Thank you, everyone who tuned in. Not one person hung up on us. I can see all the phone numbers. 
Uh, we hope to have you back, Dennis, and people hopefully will come up with some more questions. I think they were a little mind-blown. Uh, we can't wait to hear about all your TV shows that you're going to be doing. And as I said, remember us when you make it to the top, us little people down here on Blog Talk Radio <laughs> fighting judicial corruption. Good night, That's everyone. Thank you. All right, baby. <laughs> Good night. Good night. <laughs> Antes de salir a disfrutar de una noche de fiesta, planifique un viaje seguro de regreso. No conduzca bajo la influencia del alcohol o drogas. Todos contamos contigo. Un mensaje de la Policía Estatal de Nueva Jersey.